This podcast is brought to you by Fandango. Fandango offers movie tickets and gift cards to over 45,000 different screens across the United States and reaches into nearly 80% of the nation's total theaters. By partnering with virtually every leading film exhibitor like Regal, Cinemark, AMC, and more. So to pick up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life, head on over to cityweekly.com slash Fandango or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Hold up, hold up. Uh uh-uh. uh. You stand in here and you don't even go here. And you think you just gonna run through me and take over Portland, but girl, uh-uh. So at WrestleMania, it's gonna be you, and it's gonna be me, because I'm the EST of NXT, and you can't whoop me. This is a conversation for champions. So stand over there and fix your braid. It's a brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT companion podcast. It's Anthony and Jacqueline, and we're back to talk more NXT on the WWE Network and the USA Network. Uh, so last week, we made some bold predictions because they didn't tell us about anything that was going to happen on this show. We just assumed we'd find out what the numbers meant. And guess what? Uh, we were both right, but technically, Jacqueline was more right than me. Yay! I don't know whether to celebrate that or like be sad that I'm fully indoctrinated. I, you, you saw it coming. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we both predicted what it was, and both of the things we predicted, like both of the Came people, true. appeared on the show. Uh, yeah. Mine was the bigger surprise, though. Yeah, and yours was the <laughs> actual thing associated with the numbers. Yes. Yep. Um, so. Well, I mean, that's it. You figured out. You figured out the system now. I understand wrestling. Yeah, you're. God, you're like. <laughs> see, it only took like uh, whatever, how, whatever number we're on now, forty something episodes of this podcast. Uh, yeah, that's oh god. That's all it took. <laughs> now you're now you're like Neo in the Matrix, like at the end of the first movie where he just sees all the code. Yeah, now, I just know what's gonna happen. Now everything's gonna stick out to you. Now, now you're gonna. Oh man, now you're gonna now reach. I'm gonna get... <laughs> What? You're going to reach my zen level of pro wrestling understanding where you just start noticing things on people's tights or weird yeah, things I, that people say in the crowd. I was going to say, now I'm just going to get super disappointed all the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm not... I feel like that's what happens. <laughs> oh, man. Do I sound super disappointed all the time in wrestling? I... Not all the time, but I feel like people who have been following wrestling for many years, like, oh, yeah. they get kind of jaded by it. Oh, yeah. I'm it's like, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. I'm super... Like, Raw and SmackDown, I'm super jaded. Like, I haven't watched them in forever. And whenever I listen right. to reports, like... N- there's good reason. There, yeah, there's not enough of the stuff that sounds good to make it worthwhile for watching for two hours or three hours. If if something sounds good enough, I'll go watch the yeah. three minute highlight on YouTube or something that WWE puts up. But that's fair. That's about it. Mm-hmm. I do need to see this. Um, but by the way, saying this is going to date when we record uh, the NXT podcast, which is not very soon after NXT airs, but. I need to see this thing with Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch that happened on Raw. Yeah. Apparently, Shayna Baszler tried to cannibalize Becky Lynch. 
Yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but yeah. I actually saw some of it, and um, do you think they're going to basically them putting her out as the bully right away? Do you think they're going to turn her into a vampire? Oh God, I hope not. Isn't that what they're doing with um? God, who are they doing that with right now in NXT? What's his name? I hate him. Damian I like Priest? the wrestler. I hate his character. Yes. Yeah. He's basically basically <laughs> they're a vampire. doing that with him. Yes. <laughs> basically a vampire from one of those two thousand movies. God, what was there was like a two, yeah. like a two thousands vampire movie, but I can't remember the name of it. Like the Wesley Snipes one? Oh, maybe like Blade. Yeah, he might be out of Blade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, Shayna Baszler. I think she's more like I don't know what they're doing with her. I think they're just setting her up as like the ultimate. Maybe trying to do the Mike like, Tyson thing. Maybe, yeah. But she's not the crazy one because that's still Nikki Cross. Yeah. Um, but she's like the she's just the bully. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll know for sure if next week Shayna comes out and tells Becky Lynch that she's going to eat her children. Or one of those other weird yeah. things that Mike Tyson said during his crazier years. Uh, yeah, and you know what, though? I think that would just set her up as, like, the male um, version of the fiend. <laughs> oh, good lord. Okay, we've gone into a dark place now. <laughs> NXT, episode number 545. <laughs> um, we get a recap of last week, and uh, then we go right to the ring. Uh, the broser weights, they come out in what I can only describe as some sort of custom golf cart yes which makes sense it's florida <laughs> i just i don't know i love matt riddle and and pete dunn but the commentary mm-hmm. was trying to make this especially moro i think they're trying to make this out as like the coolest thing ever and i'm like it's a golf cart with yeah not that cool but it had like lights on it and the dusty cup trophy and it had weird pyro coming off the back of it they were having a grand old time. M- yes, Moro is making weed jokes on commentary. Uh, Very bizarre. During this whole entrance. <laughs> uh, Matt Riddle says the Broserweight Mobile is a thing now, which is Matt Riddle's thing. It's a thing now yep. to say things are things now. Uh, mm-hmm. Pete says that uh, the last thing he thought he'd be doing is tagging with Matt Riddle, but they did, and they won the tournament, and now they're going to win the tag team championships. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish... Uh, they interrupt. Kyle says, yes, he says that they are not a tag team. They're simply Matthew Riddell and Peter Dune, which Kyle O'Reilly is such a dork. I love it. Yes. Uh, he says that he can't wait until Portland screw Portland. Uh, they want to fight right now, but Roderick strong comes out and talks them down. Bobby Fish says they couldn't go and fight them anyway. Their loser weight mobile is in the way and that they've got bigger fish to fry. And Matt Riddle (laughs) is highly amused that Bobby Fish. Yes. That Bobby Fish said the word fish. And upon a second skimming through of this, I noticed Bobby Fish yelling. It's my last name, idiot. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, Matt Riddle does the old how much wood could a woodchuck chuck thing, but with Bobby Fish. I believe it was how much fish how could... How much fish could Bobby Fish fish if Bobby Fish could fish fish? I think it was <laughs> fry? Was it fry fish? How, I don't know. How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish, if Bobby fish could, could fry, fry fish. fish? Man, he was like a child in the ring. And like, yes. What the hell was that? He starts singing this, and the crowd is clapping and singing along. And the crowd is into this. And Matt Riddle says that that is a thing now. He's having his moment. Yes. (laughs) Matt Riddle says that that is a thing now. Pete says that he will smoke them. I just wrote here Riddle is very stoned. Yes, I think so. I will say, though, I think Pete Dunn might be my new comedy hero. Like, oh, it's like the straight man? um, Yeah. Like, he's He's hilarious. And he has great, like, he's just perfect. Like, he's really good at it, so. They, I mean, we just had the Oscars here. Pete Dunne should have received one for not breaking at all during any of this. Yeah, yeah. he's going to get that Golden Globe next year. I, have, I feel it. I mean, WWE does submit to the Emmys. Stop. I'm not, I'm not lying. They put out a four-year oh consideration God. to the Emmys every year for the last couple of years. Do they really? Yes, as ridiculous as that sounds. Wouldn't you? 
they don't have any SAG AFTRA people in there. This is going on a really weird yes, it place, is. but I feel like you need that presence anyway. Yes. <laughs> um, Angel Garza and Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, a lot of quick evasions encounters early on in this one. Uh, Scott goes for a vault to the floor, but Garza delivers a great super kick to him. Uh, leading to the commercial break. Garza works him over during it. Uh, coming back from the break, I just wrote pants go flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an Angel Garza match, sure. Uh, super kick 4A2. Isaiah uh, Scott makes a comeback, but he's cut off with another super kick. Uh, Garza is now bleeding for a moment. Did you see this? Like he was bleeding for a little bit. I wasn't sure. I don't, was it. I didn't know where the blood was coming from. Was it him or was it th- Swerve's blood? I think it was him. It was on his forehead, mm-hmm. uh, but then it stopped bleeding. And I and at first it stopped so quick and the blood just disappeared. I thought maybe it mm-hmm. was like a lighting thing, but I noticed the referee had the blood gloves on. Gloves. Yeah, so it had he, he noticed it as well, so I wasn't going crazy. Uh, uh, let me see here. Uh, Isaiah Scott hits that Rubik's Cube bomb thing out of the corner for a two. He hits the house call, but only gets a two. Uh, He goes up top, but Garza sweeps his legs out from underneath him, hits the wing clipper, and gets the win. Uh, What did you think of the opener? Um, I like uh, Swerve's um, finisher move. Much better than the wing clipper. The house call. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's awesome. Me too. Um, This match started off super quick. Lots of of things happening. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of fizzled towards the middle for me. Okay. Um, just a little bit. I thought it slowed down a little bit, um, like almost too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought they came out really strong. Um, also, there's this one moment in there where um, Scott went from um, the mat to the top rope. Mm. One jump. That's crazy. One jump. It's insane. It is. And he's not as tall as like Dominic Dijakovic or anything like that. He just, and he landed it. No, that's a small target to land. And yeah, there's not a lot of space for like, you got to make that Air. jump and then also be uh-huh. steady. As soon as you yep. land up there, there's like nowhere to brace yourself. So yeah, like I'm, I'm so impressed by um, these two guys and their like athletic abilities. Yeah. I wrote like, I, I, anytime they're out there, I just watch them in awe. So um, I thought it was fun. Like I said, I thought it, it just slowed too much for me by the end, though. But mm-hmm. it started off real strong. What would you give it? I gave it a three. Okay. Uh, yeah, I really like this, too. Uh, yeah, it slowed down a little bit, especially going into the break. Um, it picked up near the end. I went three and a quarter. Okay. Uh, grapple 3.39. Wow. I liked it a little bit more than uh, than both of us here. Both of us. I'll take it, though, because I really want good things for um, Isaiah. Yeah, me too. And Angel Garza. Well, uh, apparently Angel Garza was on Raw because that's what he told me after his promo here. Uh, Yes, because Andrade's out. Oh, that's right. I heard he got a a, a suspension for violating the wellness policy. Right. So drugs. Um, Which is weird. Probably a banned substance. Yeah. Uh, Who knows what that would be. um, so Garza's working with Vega right now. Oh, okay. That makes some mm-hmm. sense. Um, yeah, they they went years without having any policy violations. And then this year, there's been like three or four. And nobody can figure and out how they went for years and years and years without any. It's almost like they doctored results. It, um, it is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this year meaning like 2020? Oh, I mean, I guess like the end of 2019 and into 2020. Ah. Yeah. Okay, um, gotcha. I keep forgetting that we're still fresh into a new year. Uh, so post-match, Garza gets on the microphone, says he's been on a roll. Uh, he wants the title back. He wasn't pinned. Knows Jordan Devlin is here and says he's keeping an, uh, an eye on him. And also called him Baby. Okay. A very affectionate man, Angel Garza. The only one who get it with that. You know what I was thinking, too, as we were talking about this match? Um Swerve and Garza, probably the two guys we've seen most out of that um, breakout tournament. Yes. I feel like they're they're the two that really have broken out. Yeah. Well, we, right? we get to see at least one more of them tonight, but oh yeah, but it's it's not a it's not a good look. Uh Undisputed uh, Era are backstage. They are looking for Tommaso Ciampa from what happened last week. Uh they're just going through the back. And there is a random guy getting a haircut. 
Yes. Can you just, if you're like a production guy, can anybody get haircuts? Maybe. I mean, I figure that would be the styling area and stuff would be for the talent, but maybe if you'd like do the lighting or the, the music or whatever, you, maybe anyone can get a haircut. Maybe he's a performance center person. Yeah. Well, Roderick Strong was an asshole to him and said, here, let me help you out. And then just took the trimmer and then just shaved like a big patch into his Chunk head. of his hair. What yeah. a jerk. Yeah. They all thought it was hilarious, though, of course, because Undisputed Era are essentially uh, the asshole jocks from high school. Uh, yeah. The bullies. I I have more to say on that later, but yes, I don't like where they're going with these. Uh. They also beat up some interns. Uh, yeah. There's a Mercedes Martinez hype video. What? A personality profile, if you will. Uh, and then we get Dominic Dijakovic and Killian Dane. Apparently, these two got into an argument at the Performance Center about who should face Keith Lee. Uh, Killian Dane, it's not you. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I... Also... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I just... I, why does he not shave his back? Like... <laughs> I think okay, this is end. this is part of old school wrestling mentality. Bad guys, uh, if they are kind of ugly, should do everything they can to up the ugly factor. Because apparently, no. apparently, the old school thinking of professional wrestling is people hate ugly people. That's not. It's a very true. bad message still, to send. It is, and you can still care about yourself. Yeah, and you know, beauty, of course, on the inside. Uh, yeah, completely opposite of Born and Bougie, by the way. Yeah. And, Just throwing that up there. And Dane, I'm sure, probably cleans up well, but he's doing this on purpose yeah. to look even more uh, barbaric, scary. I suppose. And yeah, and scary. Uh, okay. Harry equals scary. <laughs> let's, let's put that but down. Like the man, but like manscaping is real. So it is let's, real. Yeah. Uh, let's try that. Not to Killian Dane. Uh, so <laughs> they poorly wrestle at first. These guys were like oil and water. Uh, they were not yep. mixing. Uh, and then to mirror your thoughts, Jacqueline, my, the next thing I wrote is, why is Dane even in this conversation? I said that too. Yeah. Uh, Dane hits the divide on Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, went for a cyclone boot. Uh, oh, as Dijakovic went for the cyclone boot, he gets hit with the divide. That goes, uh, that takes us into the break. Back from the break and Dijakovic makes a comeback, hits the sit-out choke slam for a two. Uh, Avalanche fisherman suplex from Dane off the middle rope. Uh, they trade boots. They both go for the, like the cyclone boot, and they both boot each other, I believe, uh, mm -hmm. to take each other down. Uh, Dijakovic misses the moonsault. Killian Dane which hits Finn Balor's John Woo dropkick, which made Nigel McGuinness giddy. He cannot mm -hmm. believe it. Or maybe Mauro Ronaldo as well was also like, what? Uh, yeah. Dane goes for the Vader bomb, but it is thwarted. And uh, Dijakovic hits Feast Your Eyes for the win. And after the match, uh, he and Keith Lee stare down as they announce the match for TakeOver. So we will have six matches on this TakeOver. And I'm really excited that these two are finally going to be on a TakeOver match together. Oh, me too. Yeah. Uh, question about this the, the match though, that we were just talking about. Yes. Um, because you tend to pay more attention to the crowd than I do, but they were chanting a lot during this match. Mm -hmm. At one point, did they say, take her back? I felt like I heard that. I have... Oh, no, no. They were chanting, shave your back. Shave your... That makes so much more sense. Okay. <laughs> Jacqueline's like, I would also like to throw my hat in with that chant. Yep. Please. I side with the fans <laughs> in this manner. Yep. I was like, I was like, who are we taking back? Like, what happened? <laughs> and now it makes more sense. <laughs> Maybe maybe Killian okay. Dane and Nikki Cross had a falling out. Well, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> I was saying, like, take, her, take her back. Take her back. Yeah. She's also, worth why it. are we rooting for that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, so I also was I was pretty ho hum on this match. Mm. Like, yep. um, not, like I liked Dijakovic, and this was just I. It's hard when like you know someone's capable of better. Yeah. <laughs> you, you feel bad now that you've like thrown Dijakovic under the bridge or under the bus No, here? because like, it's one of those things. I think it's Dane, like, because you were right. He and Dane just did not mesh. No, like, no, especially it early. It was not, yeah, it was not like, it didn't, 
work. It was like forced. I don't know. I I mean, they tried, but mm-hmm. and Dane's just not ugh. working out in this role. He's not, and like I forgot he was still there uh, when I saw him. Mm-hmm. Like when his um his music started, I was like, "Who is this even?" Like I thought it was gonna be a squash match. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This is a no name," and then I was like, "Oh yeah, it's, right. it's a person." Uh, that guy. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he should join sort the Forgotten of. Sons. Oh my god, it'd be perfect. No, because then they'll face undisputed era for everything, and I don't have to, patience for that. No. Uh. <laughs> So what would you give this one? I gave it a two and a half. Okay. Uh, I'm not too far separated from you on this one. I went two and three quarters. Wow. Okay. Uh, a whole a whole quarter extra. A whole quarter of a point. Yeah. Uh, I think Dijakovic ended up looking pretty good by the end. Um, he did. I gave it a slight boost in this regard. Grapple with a 2.74. So wow. right there with a two and three quarters. Jeez. Uh, they never get. And then what's next? Oh, okay. Okay. So Undisputed Era, era. they Mm -hmm. are backstage still looking for Ciampa and they come across Kushida and they're like, hey, where's Mm -mm. Ciampa? And Kushida's like, I'm going to fight you. And uh, the Undisputed Era beat him up, slam him through a trash can, I think. They had like a table. Yeah, they had a table on top of it. And then speaking of the breakout tournament, Bronson Reed shows up. And Adam Cole's mm-hmm. immediately like, "Whoa, okay, I, we don't, we do not have a quarrel with you, big guy." And uh, Roderick Strong used this opportunity to do a flying knee to Bronson Reed and killed him. Yeah, which man, I don't feel like we see uh, Roderick Strong fly like that all that often. So mm-hmm. that was pretty impressive. But what I did not like here was how they reacted to Kishida. Yeah, they did some things that I was like, "Whoa." Not what you're supposed to say. Was it kind of the... Uh, They're like, what are you saying? Like, didn't they say stuff like that? That I was just like, stop it. Kind of trying to do the very slow, do you understand English type. Yep. And uh, I was thing. like, nah. I mean, this Kushida, is not okay. She didn't know who Tommaso Ciampa is. They're like, have you seen Ciampa? And then he could just mm-hmm. be like, no, no Ciampa. Like, <laughs> that'd be it. Well, but my... I just don't like what they're doing with the characters. Like, I feel right. like like that that is not a turn you should be taking. They're a little, um, they're a little too uh, high school bully ish. Yes, and the problem, my problem with it is that they are grown adults. Yes, <laughs> there is a world happening around you. Oh man, <laughs> like, there has yeah. I don't know. I have a, I have an issue with that. Like, no, you I should still reflect what's happening in the world. <laughs> I don't necessarily blame you, but there is definitely a penchant for. Uh, and especially in pro wrestling, grown men acting like teenagers, for sure. I get it, but like, they, but they've done smart things before. Yes. That I'm like, this is not, like, we took a turn somewhere because they were like comic book villains before, which I thought yes. that I, it was fun. Like, that's where I think they should stay. Like, where they're going right now, I'm like, no, you're taking me out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. Um, one of the two best things on this show uh, was next, I thought. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor do a joint interview mm-hmm. uh, where Gargano says that he needs this match to solidify his career. Uh, says that he doesn't want the Finn Balor that lost to Bobby Lashley 17 weeks in a row on Raw. Because if that guy mm-hmm. shows up, he's going to eat him alive. Finn Balor says that that guy's dead. And he's not interested <laughs> in having a match of the year. He's having the match of his life. The last match of Johnny's life. That was crazy. Gargano says that he carries the flag of NXT proudly after Finn discarded it. And he's going to use it to drive it through Finn's heart. And says says that he does not miss. Which, of course, is a dig at Finn's line about coming coming for the prince. And then Mm. Finn, in a moment of delicious emo-ness, said... I don't have a heart. Yes. Very my chemical really, romance. Very. I liked um, it. I was really hoping. I liked it a lot too, but what I was really hoping, because Johnny Gargano got up at the end of, the, of it before Finn Balor said, I don't have a heart or whatever it was. Yes. And I was really hoping he would go into Finn Balor's frame and like smack him. Smack him. Like, <laughs> like they're just sitting next to one another. Yeah. 
I was really hoping that would happen because I was like, how funny that would, be would really, that be? That'd be really funny. Um, but I did enjoy this exchange or whatever this was. They probably were sitting next to each other. Probably. Um, but uh, I thought this was great. I think yeah. the two of them, oh my gosh, it's good. I hope this is a fun match for the love of Pete. Me too. The I mean, the dialogue was really silly, but these guys carried it really well. So yeah. they made they made it work. Uh Mercedes Martinez and Casey Catanzaro. Uh oof, oof. for some reason Beth Phoenix pronounced her name as Mercedes. So that was mm. weird. Uh Mercedes overpowering Casey early, but Casey uses her speed and agility to stick and move. Well, at least until Mercedes cuts her off and ragdolls her literally all over the ring and outside, tosses her back mm-hmm. into the ring, hits a big fisherman buster for the win. Uh, what did you think of Casey and Mercedes? Um, it was a super short match, yes. but I liked what both of them were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, and I like that they're trying to do these matches with the women, especially where you have like the strong, like the strong person. And then you have like the super athletic person. So like, mm-hmm. well, the super like gymnasty person, I should say they're both super athletic in their own ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that because it's, it's like a, a, a very very different styles coming together yeah um and i thought the two of them did really well i I just thought it was too short and i'm really looking forward to when mercedes martinez um goes against bianca because i think Ah. the two of them Mm -hmm. will be super well matched because they have um similar styles and i think they're just gonna like bust through each other what did you think what uh what would you give this one i also gave it a two and a half okay so um, I actually went lower than you on this one, but I think it was just because of the, oh. the length. That's fair. Um, I like this. I, I feel like I looked actually looked at it as a, in a slightly different way than you did. Uh, I think they try to do matches like this often, but usually tend to fail because I don't think the proper storytelling elements are there where they have mm-hmm. they have like a new person, like a new NXT, right. like a new NXT performance center person, like a Caden Carter or, you know, you name it. Mm-hmm. And they come out here or like a Zia Lee or something like that. Uh, and they'll come out and uh, they'll wrestle this other established person. Uh, but it doesn't quite mix. And I think this one for, I think it's because Mercedes, at least to me, I don't know how she necessarily reads to you. You can only go off of what they tell you on the commentary. But, like, oh, I right. know she's a super-duper-duper long-term wrestling veteran. She's been doing it forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember her in the early 2000s. Uh, she's been doing it for a long time. And Casey is very, very, very new and inexperienced. New. So, like, her coming mm-hmm. in here and kind of doing a little bit of razzle-dazzle, like, gets Mercedes knocked off of her game a little bit, but it's not good enough to overcome all of the experience that Mercedes has along with her right. power. So... I'm okay with like a match like this because there is such a gap in experience that I'm totally okay with like Casey, who I see a lot of potential in. I'm okay Mm -hmm. with her losing a match like this because it makes sense. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, So I went with a two. Uh, Mm -hmm. I thought it could have gone longer, but I'm okay with it also going the length that it did. Yeah, and that was the biggest thing. Like, I thought that it the, it made sense to me this match for sure with like that Mer- Merce- Mercedes won. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and she definitely like I don't know much about her, but she definitely reads as the um the veteran. Yeah. Um, they're backstage with uh, Kathy. I think is backstage with Rhea Ripley, and. Uh, I don't know if you have any notes on this, Jacqueline. I just wrote, Rhea says things I couldn't make out for some reason. Like, the audio was really poor to me, like, very echoey. Oh. Um, I don't have any notes on it, but... Okay. I have no recollection of what it could have even been, either. Probably something about, what do you think about confronting Bianca or whatever, yeah. Um, Undisputed Era still looking for Ciampa when he blindsides them, wipes them out, and he takes Cole inside the arena... Uh, Undisputed Era come back into the arena and go four on one. The Broser Waits come out uh, to separate this. Uh, Regal announces um, our main event for the evening, and then the brawl continues for quite some time. Not war games. Not war games. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he was what, tempted. Yeah. <laughs> um, every time I see him on screen, I just yell that. Um, 
But <laughs> what I found really funny about this, though, is that didn't Champa like, get them by one of those big trucks? Yes. Like, that's definitely his home truck, right? Yeah, like, the, the truck he lives in. Yes. What a great callback. <laughs> I was like, why are you going to his house? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's, hey, look, they're looking for him. Yeah. Where else are you going to find Most him? obvious places where he lives. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's a great comeback or a great callback. I had not Thanks. thought of that. Uh, genius. <laughs> uh, so next we get Jordan Devlin against Tyler Breeze. Uh, Devlin is the new NXT Cruiserweight champion. He just kills Tyler Breeze with this drop kick on the apron while Breeze is trying to do his entrance. Mm-hmm. That looked horrible. But before we get too into this, so is Fandango really hurt? Like, Apparently he is. Okay. I did not know. I'm like, we've been seeing Breeze in the singles a lot lately. And then yeah. and then I actually heard somebody say that Fandango is injured again, which what a bummer. Like he had been injured forever and then finally came back and now he's hurt again. Yeesh. Good lord. He might call it. It's quits. like this is dangerous or something. Yeah, um, we go to a commercial break after this, and uh, we're back from the break. And Devlin is working over Tyler Breeze. Breeze makes a comeback and starts working over Devlin's leg, and he does so for quite a while. So this is weird because in a traditional good guy versus bad guy match, mm-hmm. the bad guy usually cuts off the good guy and then works over a body part or something like that for a long time. Bad guys are traditionally not supposed to be particularly flashy or fun. You're not supposed to like them so much. Devlin is the bad guy, but he's getting worked over rather pedestrian, like in a rather pedestrian fashion by the good guy. Mm -hmm. And then they flipped the script. Yes. Devlin makes a comeback with a penalty kick and hits a moonsault to the outside. So Devlin's doing all of the fancy moves, even though Which he's the bad Yeah, well, I mean, he can do them, but he's also the bad guy. So you've got a good guy who isn't flashy or exciting, and you've got the bad guy who is, or at least with his moves. Um, well, and what I think is fun about that, though, is that, like, it's a good showcase then for Devlin. Yeah. Right? So... Because people still love Breeze, even though he's not that flashy wrestler. Yes. Um, Devlin hits a Uranage and a Moonsault combo for a two. Second commercial break. Uh, and we come back, and now Devlin is working over Tyler Breeze. Uh, so it's now switched back to its proper uh, positioning here between the good guy and the bad guy. Breeze makes a comeback, uh, but he gets cut off with the standing Spanish fly for another two count. He goes for another Moonsault, but Breeze gets his boots up. Uh, puts him in the single leg Boston Crab, uh, but uh, Devlin escapes. Breeze hits him with this awesome supermodel kick, gets the two count, uh, goes for the unprettier, but it is countered. Uh, Devlin hits a slingshot cutter for a two, gives him a big headbutt, and hits the Devlin side suplex for the win. His finisher is pretty cool. The, where he pulls Devlin. them up off the ground into the suplex? Yeah. Yes. That was insane. And he, Jordan Devlin was, um, he he did do all like the flashy, you know, flippy moves, which was really cool. But mm-hmm. I, um, in in Worlds Collide, I, I thought of him, he was like the strong man or like the heavy to me. Like I thought mm-hmm. he was the, like he was doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Yep. And he did a lot of that again here, which I'm like, oh yeah, he can do that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think he's like an all around pretty great wrestler. Yeah. Um, I just want to punch him in the face. So Very punchable face. I was so punchable. Um, someday, but I actually, someday I'll introduce you to MJF because I want to know. <laughs> you would love to hate this man. He has an even more punchable. He has an even more punchable face than Devlin. I didn't know that was possible. Like miles more punchable, <laughs> and and he has a personality to make you want to, to match do it. it. Oh, it's he's so good. He's he's my favorite bad guy. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> go ahead, continue. Oh no, I was just gonna say that this was a fun match. Um, there, I, I mean, the the near falls and all the reversals towards the end just really like it started off slow. Um, but this match really, really picked up by the end. I thought. So, what would you give it? That's my take. I gave it um three and a quarter. Awesome. Yeah, I I went three and a quarter as well. I thought maybe it went a little long. Uh, in maybe. some places. But and it did feel a little wonky in the middle there with Breeze being yes. the guy to do the boring. I'm gonna work on your leg for a while. I mean, it did pay off eventually because he 
put him in the single leg Boston Crab, so him working on yeah. the leg paid off. It was just a little, it felt a little backwards a little bit, but uh, at the end of the day... I was open to it. Yeah, and at the end of the day, uh, well, see, that's another thing. Like, I was more closed-minded. I'm like, that's not how this should go, and you're like, oh, let's see where this goes, was your perspective. Yeah. You were far more open-minded was... about it. Uh, <laughs> well, I think for because to me, it was like kind of fresh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it seems like a reprieve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day, we came to the same conclusion. Uh, Grapple liked it more than we did. 3.57. Man, Grandpa, Grapple really liked this week's episode, huh? Yeah. More than me. Uh, I'm impressed. Here's the thing that I thought was the best thing on the show. The face-to-face. Uh, Bianca Belair comes out, says she's going to be the champion. She doesn't even know why Rhea got in Charlotte's business. And then, mm-hmm. I, and then I wrote here, me either. The timing is goofy. Uh, yep. Because if they're going to do Charlotte and Rhea at WrestleMania, there was no point in doing this now. They could have done it after TakeOver. Would have made so much mm-hmm. more sense. Yep. You And there's plenty of time. It's in freaking April. I know. Well, I, it's at the end of March. Uh, I think it's March 26th. Oh, wait. No, no, no. That's for next no. year's WrestleMania. Yeah, that's I'm like, right. WrestleMania, because we're going to take over April 4th. Yes, <laughs> so. that's right. So you would know better than I would. Uh, <laughs> no, I was confusing. They announced the date for next year's WrestleMania, which is in, oh my God. Uh, which is in really? L.A. Yeah. Jeez. Um, but they try to make it they try to make it work into this promo a little bit. Charlotte comes out in heels that makes her look like she's seven feet tall. Uh, yeah. She towered over everybody else in this ring. Uh, crowd has welcomed her home. Charlotte mm-hmm. gave them a big NXT woo. She says she has a lot of respect for Bianca Belair. Uh, but she should. But she also says that she is no Charlotte. She says that Rhea is overlooking her. Uh, and uh, in doing so, she's going straight to Charlotte and is therefore overlooking Bianca. This brings Rhea Ripley out. Uh, they go face to face and Bianca tries to get in Rhea's face and Charlotte kind of does the whole hand in the face, pushes her aside. And mm-hmm. Bianca has the the best meltdown. Mm. She is so pissed that Charlotte she dismissed is. her in this manner. She is talking to invisible people to the left and to the right of her, trying to figure out she's trying to do the mental math of like, how this could even happen, how someone could be so dismissive of Bianca. It was great, I thought. Oh, it really was. She was like pacing. Yeah. Like, oh, like like you do when you're that mad. I was like, this is real. Yeah. This is she yeah. butts in and she gives Charlotte the you don't even go here. Thank God. She says that Rhea shouldn't dismiss her because she's going to beat her at takeover, and then she's gonna face Charlotte at WrestleMania and Charlotte says, this is a conversation for champions. So Bianca go in the corner and fix your braid, which I presume is a huge insult because this crowd took it to be one. And so did Bianca. I did not understand that this was a major insult, but I mean, I could because everyone reacted to it like it was, but apparently this was a major insult. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> so much so that Rhea Ripley is like, hey, don't disrespect us. Okay? we I right. didn't go to Raw and disrespect you guys. Don't come here and disrespect NXT. There's a saying here. The saying is, we are NXT. And Rhea and Bianca lift Charlotte up and slam her down before facing off themselves. Uh, I By the time this was done, I thought this was awesome. I thought it was great. I, I agree with... Um with everything like what we were saying before about how this was you know Rhea going to wherever Charlotte is was premature absolutely but they still haven't set this match Mm -hmm. um for Wrestlemania and I think that's super smart um now and then I think Rhea went to Smackdown or something I don't know Charlotte mentioned on there she's like I'll talk to you after takeover or something like that so yeah um but then my thing is, because I'm, I'm trying to do the math on this one, right? I'm like, okay. So if Rhea faces Charlotte or, 
you know, whatever, if they're going to do that match, do they do it at WrestleMania or do they do it at TakeOver? And if they don't do it at TakeOver, then who's going to, are they not going to have a women's title match at TakeOver? Yes. I'm just trying to figure out how they're going to do this. The way they talked here was at WrestleMania. So it sounds like, I mean, Rhea and and Bianca both said, I'm going to face you at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Right. So I'm thinking that'll be WrestleMania. We know... Becky and Shayna are going to be WrestleMania. And then I'm like, what if the, and then is someone going to go against Bailey at takeover? Like, I don't know what they're going to do with this. Yeah. Or maybe they really just interested. Maybe they don't do a women's title match, but that would be weird. Well, who has the women's tag team titles right now? Uh, it is still the Kabuki warriors. Uh, Asuka and Kyrie Sane are the tag women's tag team champions. Still. That might be the, like the easiest way to go. Maybe put them on the takeover. Uh, yeah, that's instead. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know. I, I'm not sure who it would be against, but Io Shirai. Mm. Oh, that would be great. Io Shirai and somebody else. Um, and Bianca. Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> that would be a fun match. <laughs> Honestly, I just want to see Io and Asuka and Kyrie fight each Kyrie. other, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Main event, Undisputed Era against the Broserweights and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, the bad guys get jumped during the entrance, and this brawl continues. The match finally starts after a while, and uh, Ciampa has a bad limp. Somebody notes that he was clipped on the outside, like somebody went after his knee, but he was limping like the other uh, ankle was hurt, and apparently it was. He had sprained oh, it. No. Uh <gasps> Yes. And he still wrestled the rest of this match eventually. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, all good guys early on. Roderick Strong interjects uh, himself into this match to cause interference and slam Pete yeah, Dunn on the he wasn't, he wasn't selected to be in this match because the separation has started. Mm-hmm. He's not a champion. I don't think yet. it really. He's not. Yes. Uh, Undisputed Era in control until there's a hot tag to Matt Riddle. He runs wild for a little bit, but then gets cut off during... The commercial break. He makes a comeback, of course, makes the tag to Pete Dunn. X-Plex on, to, uh, on Kyle O'Reilly, on to Adam Cole. Uh, gets a two <laughs> count. Misses the moonsault. Uh, Adam Cole goes for the Panama Sunrise, but that is blocked. Uh, but he does hit him with a brain buster on the knee. Uh, on to Pete Dunn, that is. Uh, gets a two count. Ciampa is in, but limping like crazy. Wiping out everybody from the Undisputed Era. Hits a Project Champa for a two, I think, on Kyle O'Reilly. Cole and Champa start brawling uh, in the ring. The Broserweights hit Bro to Hell on Kyle. Uh, <laughs> super kicks now for everybody from Adam Cole. Big Lariat from Tommaso Champa goes for the fairy tale ending, but it is stopped by Roderick Strong, who comes in, hits a knee, and the match ends in a crappy disqualification. Uh, mm-hmm. uh Give me your thoughts on uh, the the main event, and then we'll talk about the uh, the aftermath. So, um, so first, though, question is Champa like out, or is he just? I think uh, they had said that he was just diagnosed with a sprain, and that he was just going to be day to day, and mm-hmm. he's probably going to just stay off of it. Is my guess until takeover, and I'm sure he'll be okay. Although the last time he had an an injury like this. He still continued to wrestle on it. Uh, it was the match that put him got- out of action forever. So mm. um, that was mm. the... He injured his leg the night he turned on Johnny Gargano when DIY oh. broke up. And then he disappeared. Yeah, then he had to disappear for a while. And that, and that was his knee thing. Yes, that was the knee thing. Um, gotcha. <sighs> Wrestlers. Um, this was a... <laughs> it was an interesting match um man i don't know why the refs in these matches just lose all control very early on (laughs) like you should not allow a fourth person out if they are not part of the match because clearly it's just not gonna you know they're not gonna be able to help themselves no especially Um, if they're bad guys yeah (laughs) oh uh but um i thought pete dunn got worked over very well um I thought, you know, Matt Riddle just always comes in super strong. I don't know. I thought I thought it was fun um, and just a good setup for TakeOver. Yeah. But I was surprised that no one won. Yeah. Like, to me. Like, I feel like usually before a TakeOver match, someone wins. Yeah. Like. Cleanly. I, yeah. Cleanly. Like, you could have Pete Dunn 
or whatever pin like Bobby Fish, like they're challenging for the tag titles, and whoa, they just beat one of the tag team yeah. champions. They they could have done something like that. Well, so then my um my question is, since they didn't have anyone really win, because usually I guess that you know, you know when you see your pa- the patterns go, whoever's winning going into the the pay per view is usually the person who loses. Yes, so, they do have an unfortunate habit of doing that sometimes. Yeah, so I'm like, well, I guess they can't. You can't really say like who's going to win or lose now, mm-hmm. even though I still think all titles are going to change hands. Yeah, I I still think the tag titles and the world title are going to change hands. Yep. Um, and I think the rest of the titles are going to stay where they are. But wow, we agree on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey everybody, there's our predictions for Takeover. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who do you think wins Dakota Kai and uh, Tegan Knox? We'll just knock that one out of the park as well. Dakota Ta- Kai, Tegan Knox. Um, I think Kai. I think Kai would also win this match, yeah. So we're yeah. all making the same prediction for every match. All right. What about Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano? Oh, I didn't I didn't think about that one. Um, ooh, that's actually kind of a tough one. How about... It is. It is. Ooh. I'm going to... I'm going to go Johnny Gargano just because I want Finn Balor to be more pissed off and emo. Yeah, you know what? I think Gargano probably should. Right. I'm going to go with Gargano as well. Uh, anyway, uh, what, anyway. Would you, what would you give the main <laughs> event of this show? I gave it a three and a half. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought the ending was dumb. Uh, I like this match. I thought it was good, but even with the bad DQ, I'm pretty sure I've seen better matches involving these guys. For some reason, oh, yeah. it just wasn't like as off the charts as I'd expect. And at the end of the day, I went three and a quarter. Okay. Uh, the grapple went three point two. I don't. For the record. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just noting that grapple went with a three point two. For the record. Oh, okay. Hey, we're, we were all really close this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was gonna say I agree that uh, that this wasn't maybe the best of the six of them, but gotta save something for takeover, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. That so is true. I thought it set it up nicely. Uh, the battle continues after the match is over. The good guys all get hit with finishers from the undisputed era, and Cole is about to go for the last shot when the numbers appear, and just as Jacqueline foretold, the numbers disappeared and the circles moved into a shape reminiscent of Velveteen Dream's glasses, and it was in fact revealed to be Velveteen Dream returning. He appeared magically upon the top rope and came crashing down on top of Undisputed Era and then wildly attacked them, like Mm -hmm. to the point of being out of control a little bit, I think. Uh, Uh, He was was just really excited to be back. I was going to say, I think he was a little... A little too had a little too much adrenaline uh, flowing, <laughs> and holy cow! Uh, whew, yeah, he went crazy, wiped them all out, and uh, and that was the end of the show for this week. Uh, yeah. no idea what is coming for next week. I don't think they. Uh, I don't announced think they announced anything. anything. Yeah. Um, what I did like, I thought this was probably one of the best and en- like three entrances back. Um, oh yeah, for, had, like Valentine Dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he, I thought it was phenomenal. Um, and man, I think him and um, Rhea Ripley have like the best music mm-hmm. for um, uh, interrupting. Oh yes, I was, I was they gonna, really I, do. I was gonna say like in terms of like fitting their character as well, but that um, too. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't thinking about like great interruption music, but it does, it does work <laughs> like that. It really does. And I I enjoy that um, they're able to play up to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the best one is still Matt Riddles because it'll you'll be interrupted just by a bro. bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wednesday Night Wars uh, for this week. Uh, NXT did 770,000. AEW did 928,000. Uh, so another... <laughs> Another overall tally win for AEW. Um, they, uh, you know, kicked their butt in the demo and all that stuff. Just like pretty much every week. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I was going to say, I think it's time to call this. I mean, even if you're counting the thing that doesn't count, which is the overall viewers, 
NXT has only yeah. beaten them three times in this regard. And one of yeah. those weeks, AEW was not even on television. So That's the reason they won. That's the reason they won their, th- their third. But outside of that, they've only won twice. And in the demos, they've only beaten AEW once. Once. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty close to over. I think we're going to... We, we may stop counting the numbers here pretty soon. It looks like both shows have sort of re-evened out. Uh, however, yeah. in breaking news, uh, I'm giving the win to AEW this week. Uh, <laughs> it took a while. It took a while because I was uh, I was AEW. I was in AEW's camp for the first show that they did this year. But then mm-hmm. after that, everything had been me picking NXT. Uh, but finally, AEW had... Uh, they had the show with the best wrestling match on it, and they had a bunch of great angles, including the show closing uh, storyline, which was, I think history will perhaps remember it as an all-time great pro wrestling uh, sto- hmm. angle or storyline or whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think that one will be remembered for quite a while, which is tough to do nowadays. Because a lot of stuff is forgotten by the next week, but uh, yeah. I think they did an all-time great and uh, at the end, hmm. and it apparently it bore out in the ratings. I guess their quarter where that happened, it they AEW gained a lot of viewers, so people were interested in it, and it had been promoted for like a month. So perhaps promoting things ahead of time, NXT, letting people know what's going to be on your shows, maybe that's important. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind uh, for yeah. for down the road. That's just a, a free piece of advice. Uh, yep. Okay, for so, what it's worth. For what it's worth. Uh, all right. So they're lucky they have a takeover next week because nothing's promoted uh, for the next episode of NXT for the Go Home Show. So, uh, in the meantime, head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show, and of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT. Hit subscribe, and uh, that way you can hear us come back next time and talk about more NXT on uh, the WWE and USA Networks uh, as we talk about the uh, the fallout from NXT TakeOver Portland. <laughs> <laughs>